Who is this book for? What is the outcome of this book? What do you want this book to do? Is it to get you more coaching clients? Is it to show, you know, it's kind of a combination of everything. But then it's about keeping it simple, you know, keeping it to understandable. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm Samantha Riley, and today I'm going to be talking to a fabulous guest that I've known for quite a while, Susan Dean. She's a life and business coach. She's a workshop and training facilitator, publisher, and entrepreneur. And today we're going to talk about why you should have a book in your suite of products. And I've specifically said suite of products because I don't believe that it's a standalone item. Neither does Susan, otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation today. So welcome to the show, Susan. It's great to have you joining me today. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm looking forward to it. Now, we have known each other for many, many, many years. I've seen you have all sorts of roller coaster rides through entrepreneurship, lots and lots of highs, a couple of lows, as we all have had. But I'd love you to share, how did you get into publishing? Because i believe you were in life coaching to start with absolutely so yes I came from a youth worker background so I've always been around helping people you know in life in one way shape or another moved to life coaching I then transitioned to work with Dr John Gray the famous author of men are from Mars women are from Venus and worked as a relationship coach so that was relationship to self relationship to obviously your your partner, your work colleagues and so forth, and then business coaching because I've run multiple businesses. And then, of course, John Gray. Some people don't even know John Gray, the name, but everybody knows the book, Men of the Venus. So for me it was like, well, of course, he grew his business from sharing his message through a book. So I then shared my message, wrote my story, and, and even though I'd been coaching you know, successfully prior to that, the book took me to another level of being able to, instead of running around like a chook trying to tell people what I do and and how I can help them, the book was obviously that, you know, that way of me being able to share my knowledge and my authority out there so that I would bring people in. And, And like you said, that's just one step of it, but the book just saves you so much time and gives you that instant authority and show your expertise and then if people obviously read it and say wow I got so much value from that book that was a great book it needs to be a good book because it's the first thing that represents you then what would it be like to work with that person as a coach Mm, mm. when you decided to write your book did you have this feeling of I don't know which part of my expertise to share or I don't know where to begin because this is what I hear from lots of people, not just in their book but putting together their online programs and, and you know, different parts of their product suite is I know so much stuff 
I actually don't know where to begin. Yeah, absolutely. Look, at that time I had just written a chapter in a compilation book, which is sometimes a really good way to start if you're early on in the process. So I didn't need to say a lot. However, you can do short books and and format them beautifully to be able to make them a, a still a small readable book, which is a good way to start as well. I think for me it was a little bit easier because it was about relationships. It was a small book. It was talking about my relationship. Now, oh, my gosh, I'm going through the process as well. Lucky I know a really good publishing team. Um, <laughs> I keep saying to them I must be the worst client you've had and they're like, no, you're the typical client we have <laughs> because I'm an entrepreneur. My mind just goes bing, 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 bing. I'm mm-hmm. thinking of this. Well, I put that in. Oh, my God, I've done this. I remember that story because we've done so much. Yeah, I'm in my mid-50s. There's a lot I've done. What do I put in? What do I leave out, you know, as I write my my whole full book? And also what's this book for? Who's this book for? So it's really about looking at, you know, who is this specific book for? What do we want as an outcome for this book? Because it's very important to know, you know, like I said, some people might be a coach and they might help them in overcoming, you know, to creating confidence. They might then help them to, you know, build their brand strategy. Then they might go on to help them, you know, do something else. So then how do we put that all in? Sometimes it's about going what's a model, So I have a Dean's formula, which is design, educate, automate, nurture, and serve. So that's my model. Now, can I go deep into each section of that model in a book? No, like it'd be this big, right? Mm -hmm, But what mm -hmm. I can do is I can snippet parts. And there's there's a real good, it's a great question because it's a question that we do get a lot. But it's also I go through a strategy session to understand Who's this book for? What is it for? And what's the outcome? And how can we use it in multiple ways? Because a lot of our coaches are speakers as well. Mm-hmm. So the great thing about a book is, one, it should be standalone. It should be, I believe, a combination of story to engage, entwined with how-to. So how mm-hmm. do you make that flow so that the reader could read this book and get massive value from it standalone? But if they want more, if they want to expand more or they want that one-on-one service with you or one-to-many where they get to delve down a little bit deeper, it segues through to that. If you're standing on stage and you've got your book, you can say, look, I've got a formula and it's called the Dean's Formula. However, I've only got time to go over this first element, which is design. That's the foundation to everything we really need to know you know, design is a million things, as as you would know. Design comes in, it's not just the design of the cover of the book. It's, you know, designing your brand, designing who your audience is. Like there's there's design in so many different elements. How could you put that? That would be a book on its own and a series of books, right? So you grab the snippets. It's It's a bit like a movie. It's what you leave out that sometimes is just as important as what you leave in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very deep question that you need to ask. One, who is this book for? What is the outcome of this book? What do you want this book to do? Is it to get you more coaching clients? Is it to, you know, it's kind of a combination of everything. But then it's about keeping it simple, you know, keeping it to understandable because sometimes what we do lose sight of is how much we know and we forget 
that we just expect everyone to know what accountability Mm. is, what Mm -hmm. the definition of it is, how we can play above and below the line, how we can, you know, all these things. And sometimes we just go, but doesn't everyone know what that is? Mm -hmm. But you as the coach needs to define what you believe above and below the line is or responsibility or confidence or whatever it is that you as the coach are the expert in. You need to still define it for the reader. So they're like, yeah, like she gets this, like she gets me. So I think it's, you know, that element of really planning out first, which is, you know, the first stage, you know, design is about designing your book, planning your book out, making sure that you're covering all these elements before you even start educating them and writing what you want in the book. Mm, Totally. Now, you mentioned compilation books, short books, longer books. For someone that hasn't written a book, What's your ideas around why you would potentially take up an opportunity to be part of a compilation book? So A, why would we consider it? And B, in what circumstances wouldn't it be the right thing to do? Look, I always say do your own book. You know, well, I don't always say that, sorry. I I do say that being a part of a compilation book is important if it's, again, aligned to your target market. So if the particular book is very broad, looking at the title, does it match with you? Are the people that are in the book going to help lift you up? So for me, I did a compilation book with Dr. John Gray. Obviously, I was privileged where he reached out. His publisher had gone under and he said, I need your help. I need to pull this book together. I've promised all these coaches to be a part of this book. So I um, obviously jumped at the chance. John's a good friend of mine and we pulled this book together. Now, the people in that book have now been lifted because of John Gray being in that book. Mm -hmm. So look at who's going to lift you. Who in that book is either going to lift your profile or who in that book is going to help you get in front of more audiences that are similar to yours? So it's really important And then where's that book going? What's the person that's doing this compilation book? You know, is it all smokes and mirrors or are they going to market this book ongoing or are they here today, they're there to to make some money out of this compilation book and they're gone tomorrow or are they in this game long term? Are they going to be helping promote this book on an ongoing basis? Because, you know, books come and go. Is it a part of a series is really important as well. Because if it's a standalone book, it could be here today, gone tomorrow. Or if it's a part of a series, well, you know, done well, you know, the series should be promoting every other book, to, you know, in front of it. And as we know, when it comes to series, we like to get all the series. So Mm. there's a couple of different things like that. We've done compilation books for, you know, large companies. Like I said, John Gray, we've done it for Paul Dunn, The Legacy and The Better Business, Better Life, Better World book. All of those people are helping each other. We've done the Why Shift series, which we've done a compilation of real life stories, and that was about bringing in readers. And sometimes these people were more about the message that they wanted to share and make a difference in the world. And some were about growing their business as well, but some were just not needing a whole book because they've got another business and Mm. they just wanted to share their message to make a difference inside of mental health or inside of bullying and things like that. So they wanted to get their message out there but not necessarily need their own book. And then some have gone from compilation to their own book. So there is, you know, different things to look at. 
And how much are you paying for the compilation book and what package are you getting versus maybe investing, you know, more in doing your own smaller book sort of, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. or getting a team of people to help take your knowledge and expand on it, you know, to make it a decent style book as well. Yeah, love it. So with writing your own book, we mentioned at the beginning that it's part of an ecosystem or as part of your suite of products. And I think this is something that I really wanted to drive home in this episode because I've seen a lot of people think that their book will be the the holy grail of making their business work and it just isn't. It can be if done well, but just on its own it's not. Can you talk a little bit about how the book needs to fit as part of your ecosystem in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned before, the Dean's Formula Design, Educate, Automate, Nurture and Serve, it's all about the design element is the planning element, you know, in getting that part right and working with experts to get that foundation right. Then we move on to education and obviously we can educate in multiple different ways, podcasts, books, you know, social media. There's lots of ways that we can educate our audience. The book is one of those and you know, where you've got a a tangible product as well. And it's also a way to be able to reach a wider audience. But the book essentially is not where you're going to, you know, get rich. The book is about then leading them, one, to show your authority, to, you know, make that difference to people that maybe can't afford your coaching services, but they really want to learn about your product. So it is a give back as well. And it's obviously a way of being able to get people to tease them into understanding that this is a very important topic and that you're the expert to be able to help them. Here's a piece of my knowledge. And if you want to find out more, then obviously there's coaching, there's group coaching, there might be an online program and other things that you can lead them into. So getting the book right first, because it's what represents you. So you don't want something that looks not so great. You don't want spelling errors and grammar and you want it to capture them where it's really educating them. So then you want to, again, then move to automation. How do you then take them from that book into a funnel or into an online call to then lead into you then showing the other products and services that you've got? So I always then say use the book to lead them into the funnel, which is the automation process, then nurture them, and then obviously serve is when, you know, they come on and you're ready to serve them rather than sell them. You're there to serve them because you're taking them through a process of where they're getting to know, like, and trust you. They're getting to see your expertise. They're understanding your subject a little bit more now they've read your book and they're following in you and they're listening to you. So now they're ready, you know, and that's what I mean when people would pick up the phone and say, Sue, I need you. When can we start? They're the clients that you want because essentially they'd already, you know, watched a webinar that I'd done or they'd they'd done all these, you know, back in my day when we used to have phones with cords when I was coaching, (laughs) by the way, didn't have all this social media and didn't have mobiles we could see who they were. Yeah. But nowadays there's two things. One, the opportunities are endless. But two, we've got so much more competition. When I first started, it was what is a coach, Susan? What, What are you coaching? Tenors? No, I'm a life coach, a success coach. What's that? And I'd have to explain it and then get them to hire me or as a relationship coach. 
So it was a very different process. Now we've got so many platforms and so many ways to be able to share our education and our knowledge out there. But then we've got to stand out from the rest. And I think the book definitely has you immediately stand out because you're putting a piece of you out there to the world. So if you're going to be that giving and that vulnerable to share that piece out there, you know, done well, that's going to have people go, okay, this person's, you know, not just here today and gone tomorrow. It gives them that little bit of legitimacy because we're seeing so many scamming at the moment. Oh, my God. Yes. So it's even more important than ever to show up in a book, to show up on podcasts, to show up online so that we can see that you're a real person and I'm not going to get ripped off. So it's probably more important but also getting you to stand out. But like I said, then educating them, automating them and nurturing them to then serve them. So you might have a lower-end product or, you know, different levels of products. And some of our speakers, coaches, trainers that we work with, business owners predominantly, they then go on and do other products. Now, I've just come back from the Professional Speakers Association event and a lot of the speakers there were like, well, I'm already getting paid for the speaking gig. There's one of me, a lot of coaches are solopreneurs. How do I make more money when I'm already there, when I'm already showing up? And that's the great thing about a book you can sell at the back of the room is another way for a coach, but then even as a as a speaker as well. But even then that nurturing process, being able to send out their book, do you want to automate it? Do you want to get it picked, packed and sent? Do you want to send them to Amazon, other print-on-demand platforms? Or do you want to go offset and get the book down to as low as possible so that you can literally either give it away or you can sell it for, you know, pay for posting and handling. There's a million ways you can use the book, you know, to then lead them on. But then also other products, you know, so we do things like workbooks that will take them on to, for example, something that's tangible. So even if they're on an online course, you know, you can then send them out a physical workbook. So it then adds value. It gets that connection. I think we've been locked away long enough and we've done Mm. all this virtual stuff that even if you still want to do virtual and do online courses, back it up with something that's in the lumpy mail, which is the book or the workbook. You know, you can even go out and do cards and quote cards and sending them beautiful products that are yours, you know, that are beautifully branded upside down, but beautiful branded books that can give them, you know, something that you can send in that lumpy mail so that even if it is an online or it's a a group coaching session, which you're doing online, they've got your lumpy branded design material in their hand that makes them feel more connected to you. So obviously, you know, you can do things like, you know, your your packages that come in with your books and promo that you can put all this in. So it's about, you know, your book, your products, everything being designed and branded the right way, but combining a little bit of that online with, with tangible physical products, even if you're not physically there, can just bring that wow experience to another level as well. Yeah, totally. So you're talking about the book being part of that ecosystem. What do you find is the best way for a coach to know where to start? Do they create their book and then their program off their back? Do they have their program and get some runs on the board and then create the book? Like where does it kind of sit or fit? I don't think it matters where you are at 
when people come to us because some people come to us and they've already done the course and they haven't done a book or they've done a book and they haven't gone and done the course or other products. You know, I think what's important is that, you know, the book can actually lend way to everything else. So I think that, you know, when you do the book, it's such a, you know, everyone says to us, gosh, it's, it's such an experience just going through the writing process. You know, it helps you get clarity. It helps you define a lot of things. You talk, you know, for example, the authors that work with my team, they bounce off, you know, the, the I think I should put in this. Should I put in this? And they're working with the author coach to kind of brainstorm. And sometimes we know our own answers, but we want to kind of bounce them off somebody else. Yeah. And they'll go, uh-huh. look, I think you could put that in, but we only need a paragraph. But this, you don't think it's a big deal? I think for the reader it's big. Let's expand on that. So it's having that person to bounce off to know what's in the book and what's not. And so what's really great is a lot of people, as they're writing the book, they go, oh, I'm going to put a little note here that's going to go in my course or that's going to go in my keynote. So as they're developing the book, they actually get to pinpoint some drafts of what they're about to do. And so, you know, the book can also be something that brings you in leads now. So whether you do a book and then you do an audio book or you do like a little cheat sheet out of the book, because the great thing is the book also gives you social media content because you can show them the journey, share with them the cover of the book, tell them what you're writing about. So I find that the book helps you do lots of other things at the same time. And then obviously you've got your big book launch that you can do and you can do that live, you can do that online. And then from there you can get at least a book to then capture your audience to sell the book, which gives you some income, or, you know, whatever you want to do with the book, there's there's many different ways, but it's leading them then into a call with you so you can follow them up. Whereas, of course, sometimes if you're starting from scratch, that is, and you don't have anything, of course, sometimes, you know, it takes a lot of designing and working out. It's not that you can't reverse engineer. We've, we've done that before. But I think sometimes if you're going, where do I invest my time and my money right now? A book is a really great way of being able to do something that is, you know, at least can capture them and take them straight into a, a, an expert call with you or something like that. Whereas I think a course, people are like, oh, it's an online course. Is it going to be good? A book, I can invest I can buy a book for $30 as in the reader and go and suss them out first before I want to spend more, whereas you're not going to sell a course for $30 if done well. You you want to be selling your course for more. So I'd probably suggest start with a book and then from the book start making notes about what's going to go in your online course. Mm, Love it, love it, love it. No, I know that you've got a some sort of template that you have to help people to plan and structure, you know, that beginning. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So the planning, you know, we did this some some time ago and and we run retreats as well, writers retreats that people can come along and start their structure and then check with the editing team and things like that. But just as a gift to your listeners today, you know, I did some time back just just a little bit of a template that that will help you start and start looking at some simple things of, you know, who is the reader and planning out a little bit and then and then structuring, just, just a little template to go, well, here I can start adding some things in here 
And whether the chapter names change or whether the content change, it's something that you can go away and sit and just have a little bit of think about some of these questions that that might help you kind of get that writing process started. Mm, Because I know for a fact from someone that has written a book, if you don't have some sort of process, you can spend a lot of time going in circles round and round and round. And until you have that, that map, it is very difficult to actually get those thoughts out of your head. And especially you and I, you know, we're, we're entrepreneurial. We're, we're, our minds are going bing, 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 bing with a million ideas and you end up just going around in your head going, do I put that in and what do I do and how do I write that? You know, and it is, it's, you know, people say, you know, I know with John Gray, we're not all as lucky as John Gray. He just got a million dollars to write his next book, Advance. So, you know, not bad to be paid a million dollars to actually write your book. But he himself said, oh, my God, like, oh, if it wasn't a million dollars and I went, okay, he goes, I wouldn't do it. It's such a hard process. Like yeah. I've got to lock myself away. I've got to get into rhythm. I've got to, you know, I, he goes, oh, the process of it all you know, and, you know, coming up for air and bouncing ideas off and all of that. But, you know, I think that you're absolutely right. We've got to make sure at least we've got a solid structure. And some people think, okay, this is the order that I do my course, then I write my book in this way. And it's not always the way to go. You know, you've got to capture them. You've got to you've got to lead them into the next chapter and lead them into the next. A book isn't something that has tonality and and so, yeah, it can have some visuals, but it doesn't have that that tonality, that excitement, that that way. So the words have got to be, you know, not only do you need the content to be great, but it's got to be understandable so that the reader can really comprehend it and they're not getting lost. And so sometimes it's what we know, but you're 100% right. To have a solid structure is like the slab, the foundation to your house. Once you've got that, then at least you can start knowing where do I write what and am I like repeating myself, which happens a lot when people send in, you know, sometimes manuscripts. We go, "Mm, you've said that five different ways in five different spots. Let's take those four out and make sure we cover it here and add some more value. So I think it allows you to not double up on topics. It allows you to be clear and at least know what to write where. Even if you go back and move it around a bit, it gives you a a place to start writing into for sure. Yeah, definitely. So you can get a copy of that template over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com. We will link that up in the show notes so you can get a copy of that template so that you can start to plan and structure your book and start to get all of those entrepreneurial, bright, shiny object, flickering lights and all the things that are happening in our heads onto a piece of paper or at least onto your computer screen. Susan, if there was one thing that you could leave our listeners with today in regards to writing their book, what would it be? Just don't wait. You know, people think that they've got to have it all sorted and they've got to be this, you know, seven-figure coaching business making, you know, transformational change around the world. You have a story. No one is you. Share your knowledge get it in a book and let people know about you. If they don't know about you, you know, how can you help them? And so for me, I I remember my coach said to me, stop being selfish. And I went, what? I'm like the least selfish person out. I'm a real giver. And they said, no, you're being selfish because you've got a lot of knowledge. 
You've got a lot of information that can help someone. And by you keeping it to yourself and not having the courage to step out and write it and share it with the world, you're being selfish. And I went, damn, okay. So now, you know, I just share my knowledge as much as possible to help as many people. And I think that, you know, every listener here has a story. Every listener here has a, has knowledge to share. It's no good if you're keeping it all to yourself. You need to share it forward. And, of course, you know, I believe the best way is in a book because we can get it to as many people as possible. So mm-hmm. have the courage and get out there and do it now, no matter where you're at. Love it. Susan, thanks so much for sharing all your stories and your wisdom with us today. It's been absolutely fabulous to chat with you. Thanks so much, Sam. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.